Repeat the Sounding Joy, a daily Advent devotional on Luke, chapters 1 and 2, written by Christopher Ashe and read by members of Crescent Church. Today's reading for the 5th of December 2019 is taken from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 33. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Good Government at Last We're five days into Luke's Gospel, and you may by now be wondering when Jesus is going to get a mention. After all, we know Christmas is not about Santa Claus or reindeer or fairy lights or presents. It's about Jesus. So why haven't we heard about him yet? Answer, we need the warm-up so that when we can understand Jesus, when we are told about him. One of the many reasons I love the Bible is the way God speaks to us in language we can understand. If a philosopher wanted to introduce Jesus, we might be left swimming around in long words, but not so with Luke's introduction. The story of Zechariah and Elizabeth sends us scurrying back to read the Old Testament. Zechariah is a priest in the temple. The conception of their child echoes other Old Testament miracle babies from Isaac onwards. So as readers, our minds are thinking Old Testament. And now as the angel Gabriel goes on his second mission to visit Mary, everything he says about Jesus in Old Testament language. He tells Mary four simple and wonderful things about her soon-to-be-conceived baby boy. First, Mary's son will be a king. That's all about David. Her fiancé Joseph is a descendant of David. Joseph will be the legal adoptive father of the boy, so the boy will be counted in law as descended from David. God will give the boy the throne of his father David. So we scurry back to 2 Samuel 7 where we learn of God's amazing promises to David, pledges that won't be fulfilled until Jesus reigns. One day there'll be a perfect king. David was a great king, but far from perfect. Think of Uriah and Bathsheba. But one day there'll be a perfect king. Second, Mary's boy will be called the son of God. David and his dynasty were called sons of God. But Mary's boy will have a real, deep, eternal and intimate relationship with God the Father. He will make God the Father known. He will love God the Father and God the Father will love him with an unbreakable love. All our longings for intimacy, security and love will be fulfilled through this boy, this son. For the first time in human history, somebody will love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. When our human rulers govern, mostly they think too much about themselves but this ruler will govern in loving loyalty to God his Father. He will not puff himself up, 
He will not grab at privileges or use corruption to get his way. No, he will be the first ruler in human history to love God perfectly. Third, Mary's son will be entrusted with very great power. He will be the son of the Most High. The Most High is a very old title for the all-powerful God. He governs everything and every place. This new king will reign over Jacob's descendants, which means the believing Jews and all the Gentiles who believe in the Messiah and are grafted in to the people of God. We worry when a human ruler gets too much power. That's why our wisest systems of government have checks and balances so that nobody wields absolute power. We can't trust them to. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. But for this king, absolute power is just what we want him to have, for he will use it for perfect justice. Fourth, this boy's reign will never end. Our problem is that bad governments often go on too long and good governments don't last. But for this king, his kingdom will never end. When Jesus returns to earth, Mary's boy will be seen as the ruler of the new creation for all eternity. We need not worry that he will be toppled or die or abuse his power, for his will be the perfect reign that the whole creation has longed for ever since Adam messed up his job of ruling the world. It's not difficult to understand what Gabriel says to Mary. Her son will be a king who fulfills the promises to David. A king in a beautiful relationship as the Son of God the Father. A king with absolute power, who will never abuse that power, and a king whose reign will never end. No, it's not hard to understand, but sometimes it's hard to take in the scope of just how wonderful it is. Look at today's news headlines. What frustrates or saddens you about your government or the senior management in your workplace? Where is corruption, self-interest or just plain attention-seeking evident and ugly in its effects? Meditate on that, but then turn your thoughts to rejoice in Jesus the King and to look forward and long for his return when he will enter fully into his kingdom and the will of God will finally be done on earth in the same way that it is done in heaven.